0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Anthony Booker, and welcome to the Gathering Place Ministries. Today, I want to talk about the Feast of the Lord. The Feast of the Lord. And I just want to begin by asking this question. Why does Paul, the apostle, have the understanding that the literal celebration of the Feast of the Lord are forbidden? Let me tell you why. Galatians 4:10 through11, and here begins the reading of God's Holy word, and it says, "Ye observe days and months and times and years, I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain, so far the Scripture." Paul got a revelation of Jesus that had everything to do with discernings of the Spirit of God. The Jews of that day observed feast days, months, times and years. Paul was observing the same days until he received a revelation from the Spirit of God. Isaiah 1.13-14 says, Bring no more vain oblations, incenses, and abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot. Away with, it is iniquity. Even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth; They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And in Amos 5.21, he says, I hate, I despise your feast days, and I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Paul began to discern the heart of God. Christ was already foreordained before the foundation of the world to die inside of time for sin. So here in the books of Isaiah and Amos, he declares his heart as to why he hated these feasts. In the words, it is iniquity the Lord's own words, he says, it is iniquity. Jesus was that sacrifice that would be manifested in time that the shadow of the feast represented. Repentance not only deals with turning from sin, but turning from the shadow to the one casting the shadow who stands in the light that no man can approach unto, nor can see, nor has seen, Jesus. 1 Timothy 6 and 16. Paul saw this light on the road of Damascus that literally blinded him, but would sustain him throughout his lifetime. The Spirit of God does not move by a time-date system. He doesn't move according to a calendar. He gives us gifts to regulate our lives that operate according to the Spirit. Jesus says something so powerful in Luke 12:56, saying, Ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that ye do not discern this time? Now, I just want to present uh, the feast here. Here are the feasts of the Lord as it relates or relates to their fulfillment by Christ and the church. There were uh, three feasts that all the males of Israel were to appear before the Lord continually, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. These three feasts represent the son as the Passover lamb, the Holy Spirit on Pentecost coming into our lives and the Father who will tabernacle with us for all eternity. There are actually 12 feasts and not just seven, but seven were called the feasts of the Lord. So here is a timeline of the feasts compared to church history. The Jewish feasts and their significance basically are pointing to Christ and what he has fulfilled. Passover represents Jesus' death that happened Friday, Nisan the 14th, AD 33. That can be found in Leviticus 23 and 5. Unleavened bread, that's representing the burial of Christ. That was Saturday, Nisan the 15th, AD 33. Leviticus 23 and 6. The third feast, the sheaf of first fruits. That was the resurrection of Christ. That was Sunday, Nisan the 16th, AD 33. And Leviticus 23, 11. Fourth feast is Pentecost. That's also called the Feast of Weeks. That's the birth of the church. Sunday, Sivan 6, AD 33, Leviticus 23, 15 through 16. The fifth feast is the Feast of Trumpets. That was Tishri the first. That represented the tribulation period that happened in the first century. A.D. 66 ended in uh, A.D. 70. Sabbatical cycle, A.D. 65 through A.D. 72. represent the first Jewish war in A.D. 66. Masada, A.D. 73. And it falls within the sabbatical year of A.D. 72-73. Uh, the Bitar Fortress falls in the sabbatical year of a.d 135 the first temple in 586 bc the second temple a.d 70 and the bitar fortress in a.d 135 all fall in the month of Av, the seventh through the tenth leviticus 23 and 24 and numbers 29 and 1. the sixth feast is the feast of atonement that was tishri the tenth christ's word judges jerusalem in a.d 70 That means his word came to judge them. Jesus Christ himself did not come, but his word, his prophetic word, judged Jerusalem in AD 70. The way was open, and souls under the altar enter into heaven as in Revelation. Their bodies await the resurrection. That resurrection has not happened yet. And there was no resurrection in AD 70. The resurrection happens when Christ returns, which is still in the future leviticus 23 and 27. the seventh feast is the feast of tabernacles tishri the 15th the thousand year reign of christ in heavenly jerusalem the thousand years which are symbolic for an extended period of time basically represent us reigning with christ it would be a time of salvation for the gentiles the blindness of israel from being or uh, believing in Christ and the binding of Satan from deceiving the Gentiles and the promised reign of Christ on the throne of David in the heavenly Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem comes down in the spirit, but waits to be revealed when Christ returns. The parousia, his arrival, the arrival of Christ comes after the millennium and it lasts even until his coming, even now. Leviticus 23 and 34. The eighth feast, the year of release, Tishri, the 15th through the 21st, the solemnity of the year in the feast of tabernacles, Deuteronomy 15, 1 through 9 and 31 and 10. In the sabbatical year, Tishri, 1947 and 48 was the birth of the nation of Israel in 1948. They were released to be a nation again. The Ninth Feast, the Feast of the Dedication, Kislev, the 25th or Hanukkah, 1st and 2nd Maccabees, and John uh, chapter 10, verse 22, Antiochus IV, represented Gog and Magog, also Hitler represented Antiochus. And we have race wars that continue to rise in great tribulation until Christ's coming. So we see that Hitler was a Gog and a Magog since and that continue to rise until the lord comes back the dedication because of the return of the nation of israel in 1948 so the feast of dedication the 10th feast uh, the jubilee trumpet Tishri the 10th the second coming of jesus our messiah the atonement body soul and spirit unites with the new body in the resurrection leviticus 25 8 3 11. The eleventh feast, feast of the defeat of Nicanor, Adar the thirteenth, Satan is cast into the lake of fire. Esther 9.17, it's also called a great day of gladness, 1st Maccabees 7.39. The twelfth feast is the feast of Purim, this is the last feast, Adar the fourteenth, feast of Mordecai, the coming judgment. Eternal joy with the Father and the Lamb, Jesus, the new heavens and the new earth revealed. Esther chapter 9 also. Now, Colossians two sixteen through 17 says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day and of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Now, the word respect means to be, uh, have them in regard. So you don't have to worry about doing that. Why? Because Jesus fulfilled them. Now we do pray that something was said that build your uh, faith and build your understanding in the word of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Be blessed.